might have a mom, she might be the bomb But ain't nobody got a mom like mine Her love's till the end, she's my best friend Ain't nobody got a mom like mine Welcome to And Then She Said with your favorite mother and daughter duo We are sharing and analyzing real life experiences And nothing's off limits So sit back, relax, and enjoy the shit show we call life my nose started running. <laughs> I thought we kicked the habit. Kicked the habit. We didn't. I thought we did too, but whatever. Um, so how's it going? Okay. I, well, let me just say that a week is too long for me to have to get up every single day and get ready front and back top to bottom and pants and like yeah like I had a week and so so much peopling so much peopling was it was it was a lot and your father your husband got sick he did while I was gone what else did he do while you were gone what else did he do golfed when he was supposedly and lost his debit card Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, I forgot all about that. That was the best. So I am in, I, I know this is shocking, but when we go places, we actually work. We do. I mean, because believe me, if we were the- working, Minnesota would not be the choice of travel. No. Uh-uh. Now, uh-uh. if we were going no. once a month to like Cancun or Costa Rica or somewhere cool, then I'd question. Yeah. Like that. Mm-hmm. No. So I am doing parent training. And the best part about that whole situation was I didn't know I was doing parent training. And it's not really parent training. I Parent meetings. And uh, because I don't like the word training. Not that we're not doing training because that is what Medicaid or whatever calls it. But I just think we need a different name for that because I don't like to be trained. Collaboration. Okay. Parent collaboration, which I didn't know what I was doing, but if anyone knows me, I can usually pretty well talk about anything for any length of time. Although I was left, that was like two hours of me trying to figure out what I was going to talk about. And it was really good. I was really glad I did because I really, I really liked the moms and I was able to show them the data and what their kids were doing. And it was very nice. But during that time, I have Britt's laptop because, of course, I didn't think I was doing parent collaboration. And so I'm on Britt's laptop and I see a message come across that's from Shane, her dad. And it said and then I like glance at it and I see USAA. And that's all I see. And then I'm like, I just didn't even think about it for some reason. I don't know. I was thinking insurance. I don't know what I was thinking. Well, then after the, yeah, medical, I don't know why, but then after uh, I get off the meeting, I have like five texts that to call him, call him, missed calls. And then uh, he lost his debit card Mm -hmm. and he finally texted texted me and um, (laughs) let me tell you. I also do work when I'm there, and I found a few bruises on me, by the way, this time, that I'm not 100% sure how I got them. I'm guessing it has to do with me going down the slide. 
But I was out helping with the kiddos because it was break time. And anyone who also knows my mother knows that parent training versus kid wrangling is a choice. And so I didn't have my phone and I have five text messages from my dad. That's like, have your mom call me when you get a chance. I at least let her look at the phone or make her look at the phone. I lost my debit card. I can't turn it off. Never mind. I found it. That was. But he had lost it for 24 hours. But he didn't know. He he lost lost it for 24 hours. But he didn't know. He left it in a gas station. Right. Um, And then the best part of all of this was he tried to do the adult thing, which is always surprising with him that he immediately can um, try to do the adult thing. But he actually is only just a a card holder on our checking account. And he can't. He can't. He can't turn off anything. He doesn't know this the code. He called them and they're like, you have to give us something. He's like, I know nothing. And the best part is it's USAA, which is military affiliated. So I had to have him to get the account, but I then just put him on as a user. So he really is like has no say. So he's like, next time, can I at least have the ability to shut off my account if I need to? And I'm like, no, the whole reason you can't is because you lose crap all the time. And I mean, no, you can't, cannot do it. I mean, kudos to so, USAA. That was that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was good. They didn't let him do it. No. And then, uh, so he's sick. He's still sick. And him and Huey are the same person when they're sick. Like, they want you to just sit right next to them and put your hand on their arm. Oh, and that is not how I am as a person. Then uh, when I drove, when I was in Minnesota, so on the last day I drove down to Iowa because it was little Hattie's sixth birthday. And so went to a birthday party, drove back to Minnesota and then flew out. And I'm like, mm, that was that was probably not the best. Day too many. Best plan I've ever had. Way too much. But I had really good visits with clinics and it was really, it was a really good visit. Like I can, I can honestly say that, well, we're going to talk a little bit about the only really negative thing that happened in the, and then she said, but like for the most part, like the clinics were very, really happy. Um, I feel like we're going through another growth time at K now, which is every episode we're going through uh, a growth period. I don't know how it happened. I mean, I guess I do because I'm exhausted, but uh, I I just feel like I got um, one of the nicest things. So there's this company that we work with. And when we first met with them, I actually like kind of not, I mean, I didn't yell. Like, was it a yell? Yes. I would, like I was... Mm-hmm. <laughs> So we met with them as a consultation and I was in Idaho and the one guy was like questioning everything that I was saying. And finally, I just was like, you know what, if you don't need us or want us or whatever, I'm like, then you don't, I I have more than enough work. I don't need to have this argument with you before we even start. And I guess I said it a little more harshly. A little bit. Yeah. 
So in the end, so I'm like, I'm not taking any more calls from them. I'm, we're not, if I can't get along with someone, there's no way Kelly and Britt are going to get along with someone. And so like maybe a month later, I think it was, um, they came back and they're like, uh, his business partner is like, we really want you on. And I'm like, well, here's the deal. This is how it works. There is no leeway. And they came on with us and I met, went into their center and met them in person. And he told, uh, told me that he was, uh, so excited to work with us and that we're doing such great things for the Somali community in Minneapolis and helping their kids and that he really appreciated us. And I'm like, thank you. I really needed that because you were kind of an asshole when I first met you. (laughs) Kind of just a little bit, a little bit. I don't like to be questioned on the things I know. No. And you've given the spiel like 25,000 times. So it's not like, you don't know what you're talking about. Oh, and my favorite is when I give the spiel, I tell them what they're going to need to do. They say, oh, that's not what we're going to need to do. We're going with someone else. And then two months later, they come back and beg us to come and help them because they have themselves a big old mess. You should have came with us first. Then, uh, Yeah. We actually know what we're doing. Surprisingly. 95% of the time. 90 seven our staff pretty much know what they're doing almost 100 percent of the time (laughs) unless i yell at them for something well anyway that was my that was my week what about yours what was your week there oh and we called 911 but that was all your fault so that you can talk about that what about that oh my goodness so i went up to minnesota and i was only there for what 48 hours i think um 36 36 hours. Yeah. yeah. So I went up there and um, one of the main centers, the center I work with, got their playground redone and the center was closed. So first it starts with, I think we talked about that on the last episode, but um, with me saying I'm not going up because the center is closed and then them saying, yes, we need you up here because you need to. No. That okay. Mm, hold on. They needed me up there to talk to the people putting together the play thing to tell them how hazardous a lot of the areas were. And then the people building it didn't even show up during no. the day while I was there to tell them what they needed to do and not do. And I know, but tell them. Tell them how you tell them that was, oh, I'm meeting with a brand new company. Speak. You know what? There are some similarities in you and your father, because I want you to tell them what happened while I was meeting with the new company and you found out the center was closed. That I think we talked about that on the last episode. We haven't done an episode since then. I feel like we did. Yes. We've done one since we've been in Minnesota, since I was in Minnesota by myself. No. Are you talking about the phone call? The, where you text me and said, I'm not coming up yeah, and that's you're on your own. And I thought oh, I was I trapped. No, trapped. I you're on your own. I don't think I said that. <laughs> I said, I'm not coming up. And the owner called me back and I texted the owner and I was like, I'm not coming up since the center's closed. And that's when he called me back and was like, oh no, we need you up there. We told them you're the investor. Yeah, we haven't had, we have not had a, we haven't done a, podcast and said the best part is the email or the text so she texts me is like I'm not coming up and I'm like 
what the crap I'm trapped up. And it was, I could have found like companies to go see and stuff, but I'm like, I'm here for a week. And the two days that I had said that, cause I had to go and do penance really was what I had to do for the center. And so I um, was like, I, what I can't, I can't leave because I have to go to this party and I don't want to go to Iowa. What am I going to do? And then, so I call her, she doesn't answer. I call her back again. She doesn't answer. I call her back the third time. Cause I have a very short window before I have to do training. And I get a text back that just says freeze. Yay. That's it. No, you freeze. called me and then you called me back again. Yeah. And then and I'm, I'm like, freeze your phone. I'm like, what does, like, what does freeze mean? What, why, what, what was the text? What, like, I don't even know that. Calling me over and over again, over and over again. And don't call yeah. me and say you're going to do something. It, it was fun. Uh, it, it, I took it very professionally, just got on with our co-owner and our clinical director and just bitched them so that I didn't actually DC anyone because we all know how I like to DC people. Oh my God. So she gets out here and she has a really good idea to use her, um, like, uh, I don't know what that thing is. Camera scan. Like a, yeah. Try camera scan to have one of the kiddos who we've, you know, been working with for two and a half years run through the playground, which was a really cool idea until all I hear is like that emergency sound from her I was phone. Wearing, I was underneath the playground at that point in time. Yeah. And she had called 911 and mm. I got to it and I hung it up, but it was too late. 911 was en route. <laughs> and then I call. So then the dispatcher calls me back and I can't hear anything because it is a brand new playground. There are how many kids? 25, 30. Yeah. Like in this playground. And I, he's trying to decide if I am really in some sort of emergency situation and I can't hear him anyway. Anyway. The best part is she gave my name, though. I panicked. I don't know. Who knows? Wait. I might have a warrant. You panicked <laughs> and throw your daughter under the bus? I don't, I don't know. I panicked. I panicked. Gosh. I panicked. And the other great part is that the fire station and police station are literally a block away from the center. I know. And so I was like, please don't send, please do not send the emergency. Oh my gosh. I'm like, we're yeah. fine. Like everything so is like not coming. No. Yeah. It doesn't sound like we're fine. But we are. But we're fine. Yes. We're so fine. then, so I'm only up there. So I fly out then um, that Thursday evening and I go through security and security super backed up in like two lines. So I chose the line that was not backed up anymore and put my stuff through it. And my stuff got pulled. Because you're travel simple. Yes. Because and I tell you, every time I get pulled in there, it, no matter what I have, I get pulled. Anyway, so there's two other people in front of me whose stuff got pulled. And there's about five or six behind me that their stuff got pulled, there was nobody there check to check them. And like three people went and checked the schedule and then walked away. Checked the schedule, walked away. Checked the schedule, walked away. Oh my God. And it took me, what, an hour to get through there? And it was all because of this camera tripod thingy. It folds up and I'm guessing they thought it was like a billy club or something. I would have I had, I had a stroke. 
Like I, even if I have three and a half hours to get wherever I need to go, like at any time, if, if well, I there get. There was a Delta employee in line who got her stuff pulled and she's like, this is why I show up to work two hours early. And I'm like, that is crazy. Yeah. I'm yeah, like. So Minneapolis it, airport, Delta, get your well, shit you probably, figured out. You probably need to get, um, maybe. Yes, so much work. Again, so I won't do that because you just never know. Although, well, my problem is getting my passport was like a 22-day process because I have a lot of like the paper trail of <laughs> my name. Just exhausting. <laughs> and I'm guessing TSA pre-check is like that. But I don't know. We'll have to, like I fly out of Rapid City, which is super easy. And then Minnesota. Those are, I mean, Minneapolis. Those are my two main airports. So I'm like... It like Rapid City, if you have to wait for yeah. ten minutes, and I don't know once you move, like we'll have to see what that airport's like. But as of this point, like TSA pre-check only helps me in Minneapolis, and it doesn't really help you that much in Minneapolis no. in general. Yeah, there's just yep. a lot of. Um. Okay. So F. What else? Oh, were your boy? Did your boys miss you? No, they left for their cousins the next day, and left. But Hugh rode his bike without training wheels, so that was a positive. And I picked stuff up, cleaned off the counters in my kitchen, and Cash walked in and was like, oh, my God, it's so clean. (laughs) So that says something about my housekeeping abilities. And that's about it. We are preparing for dad to come home, as in my husband, not my dad. <laughs> so that is, um, we're a little off this week. Yes. A little? A little, little, little off. And I am arguing with the school that won't give me the test results for my son. Uh-oh. Because we have a doctor's appointment. And yeah, so that's about... Yeah, I I mean, I think um, I think that things things are gonna be fine. It's just gonna be a little a little crazy, crazy and just chaotic. Um, you know, just the general stuff. Oh. I uh, I will be traveling a lot in the next three months. Play the game, where is Dr. Jepson? Uh-huh. So that should be interesting because I feel like every time I go away, your dad just gets a little weirder. Yeah, so. and it's getting harder for me to monitor his Facebook. <laughs> it's a full-time job. This is a full-time, full-time job. Full-time yeah. job. Full-time. Yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty sure it'll be fine. Everything will be great. Everything will be fine. Oh, geez. <laughs> okay, now K-9. time. And this probably pertains more to me and you as K-Now time. We have some people. And our, clients. and our clients are on K-Now time. K-Now yeah. time is an imaginary time when you think or say you will be somewhere. Yes. And then you're actually, how many minutes late did we determine? Well, virtually, I'm usually three. 
or 11? 23. <laughs> 23 minutes. In person, it's usually closer to the 30-minute range. Well, so what I found out in life is I have no concept of where I'm at. In so... <laughs> I schedule things. Time zone. And you talk in the wrong time zone. <laughs> God. Okay, now time is also very confusing as to what time zone you're in. Um, and so I try to talk in central because that's where our clients are. But then we were talking today and I was like, I was switching back and forth between mountain and central. And then we like had the realization that it's st- soon going to be, you're going to be in eastern yeah. Our clients are in Central and I'm in Mountain. There is no way. We're never going to make it to a meeting together uh-uh. at the same time. Uh-uh. Nope. And then I'm always super early or I'm super late. Like there's never just. Well, and I always try to plan my meetings. So I have like a good 10 minutes between meetings because I know yeah. that I'm going to be over. So then I'm going to have to give the other meeting an extra 10 minutes over the next meeting. And then your whole day is just. A domino. Well, and when I'm in person, I also have no concept of really how long things take and then how long it takes to get from one place to another. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I need to start just, I went back and forth sideways across the entire Twin Cities so many times. But never exactly sure which way we're coming in. No, it's never the same way ever. Um, so yeah, K-Now time is all relative, Uh except our employees. So our actual, yeah, they're very good. It is the rest of you and I and Kelly sometimes. But Mm -hmm. Kelly is, if you're not on time, she is. She has a very strict schedule. The other one is Alicia. (laughs) Oh my God. Well, and they're all very strict, but I think those two are just the more, um, like that will say stuff to us. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I think too, so I often, I meet pretty regularly with two of our other employees and I think they just always have something on hand to do while they're waiting for me. Like they're always doing something when I get on the meetings. So K-Now time is... Well, and we were talking about this this time, too, because um, we're like, we know our employees have like that separate thread of stuff about us that are like, do you know when they're going to be here? Do you know where they're at? What are they doing? Where, you know. Has anyone actually talked to them today? Yeah. Do we know where, who, who was in charge of keeping track of them today? Where are they? I mean, and it's so funny because we're working with different cultures and it's always nice. It's I love learning about other cultures. And a story we got this weekend was um, well, from if you Mr. have Mo. a meeting at, yeah, from Mr. Mo, if you have a meeting at 10 or at seven, wait till 10. If I'm not there by 10, wait another hour and then you can leave. <laughs> like, oh, my God. So I'm like, I need, that's my time zone, my time. So it was so funny because, um, so he is, uh, he is a retired teacher and he's retired twice from the school system. So he taught in Dallas and he taught in Minneapolis and he's lived, he did his, um, undergrad in Cuba 
Cuba. Yeah. yeah. And he speaks like seven, how many, seven, seven languages? languages. Yeah. Oh my God. He is the best. Like <laughs> I love him. He is so, so he also translates during our parent collaboration meetings. And it's so funny because sometimes he will get like mixed up and start talking to me in non-English and talking to the parents <laughs> in English. And he's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait, that's not right. I'm that's not, not right. right. <laughs> he's and, the- yeah. He, the first time he met my niece, a little pea goes with us places. He's just like holding her on his lap and talking to parents. And he's amazing. Yeah. I love him. But he travels him. with the sun. Yeah. He's like, I'm too old to be cold. <laughs> so he'll well, be. He would rather be with cold weather and warm people than warm yes. weather and cold people. We did find yes. that out. He mm-hmm. did say that. Yes. And so he'll leave for the winter and then he'll be back in the spring. So that will be cool because I did enjoy talking to him. And again, you put him and I in a room and we can do a parent collaboration Just, meeting. Mm-hmm. For when I come in and I'm like, you have 30 more minutes to talk to them. Because Got it. I accept the assignment. Okay, let's talk about And Then She Said. (laughs) Okay. So there's this. Let me give a backstory. Let's see if I can do the backstory. So there's this one person that we have been working with now for two years, two and a half years almost. And in Minnesota, they are a little behind times in the BCBA world. So they don't have licensure for BCBAs yet. Medicaid doesn't require RBT certificates to work with clients with doing ABA. And they have what's called a QSP, which is someone in the mental health social work field. Mm -hmm. And how they have it set up is that QSP, even though we're implementing ABA services, has to oversee the BCBA or BCBAD in my case. Even Which though I have more experience and more education. But they, we have worked with, we work with some great QSPs. Yes. Like we work with great people in general. Mm-hmm. The majority yeah. of the people we work with are great, except for one person. Yes. So this one person that we've been with, she, and it's with our very first contracted center that was like my baby. And we found out, so one, she's always trying to one up me in some type of I can do this better than you thing, or that's just in my head, whichever, it's still in there. But then she tried to take our center away from us and offered a different BCBA, which by the way, the clients, there's about 40 clients in the center and I have what, four BCBAs on that Mm -hmm. center Mm -hmm. and four including me. And she had one BCBA. I'm sorry, but ethically that does not add up 40 clients to one bcba does not add up so we so we've always gone back and forth with her but she never actually will meet with me and talk to me about anything and then we found out from another company that is now not using her anymore um that communication with the bcba was not great because it had to go through her anyway so i just have this bone to pick with her and but the stealing of trying to steal our um contract yes that was that where was- it went south. 
Yeah. So it's trying to get us out of this contract that we have been, and I have put literally blood, sweat, and tears into oh, our whole team. Put blood, sweat, and tears into this center. Um, so she usually goes to the center only once a week. And I usually try to schedule my time so that she's not there when I'm there. Because I know I've been watching Real Housewives of Potomac. I'm going to pop off. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I'm going to pop off. That's what it's called. Apparently. Is that what we're calling it? Okay, good to know. That's what we're calling it. And it is everyone's job to keep us separate. Well, the last time I was oh, up, my God. came. And this well, was the day that we found out that she took she was trying to take our clients. Yes. And I had our employee, Katie, was with me. And Anissa was in Minnesota, but she had um, given Katie the assignment to keep us separate. Mm-hmm. I don't think I never heard that, but I'm guessing that was the undertone of it because Katie ran interference the entire day so that I was not one on one. Because no one. So, and it's not that you're not an adult and can't handle yourself. I'm passionate. Sometimes your feelings and your passion gets in the way of your delivery. And then I don't want your delivery with someone who already is trying to undermine you as a professional. And I do think it is you, not K-Now. It is you. And so I don't want her undermining you further because of your passion. Like, I mean, we've, I, we just don't, I don't. So this time we're up there, we're sitting in the (laughs) conference room because of course the builders aren't there for the playground and we're up there for that center. So we are working on some other things and And I had to run out to the car. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Now my interpretation, I was extremely, I held the door open. I didn't say any mean words, but she started, she decided to come the day that I was there. And then I'm going to let you take it away with what happened inside. So you're out in the car and I'm with someone and they're like on their phone, Alice, and they're like, oh, she's on her way here. And I'm like, you can, you can I can't, like, I can't, I'm, I'm out of here. And she's like, what, what, it'll be fine. She can come in here and sit with us. I'm like, absolutely not. Like she cannot, like it will be bad. And then I, my face must have looked a certain way because the other person's like, oh, okay. And so then, like, I can't tell you because and then, you, yeah, the You're other person's up. like, she's in the parking lot. And I'm like, oh my God, Brit's in the parking lot. And I'm like, <laughs> I just was, it was the, because we talked about it on the way there. I'm like, if that happens, like, you just have to be professional and you're like, I'm not. I I know I can be professional and be passionate at the same time, but I'm not happy. You were like, I am not happy with someone trying to steal our business. Yes. Yes. And when you're not happy, that makes not wanting to collaborate with us Yes, because like Mm -hmm. we said, we work with other QSPs who are amazing mental health, social workers. We absolutely love them. We collaborate or respect each other's professions. So those of you who are on the podcast just listening, she's picked up her stress, her worry. I'm like, just, I'm thinking about it and it's just making me nervous. I need my fidgets. Like it's because, okay, because there's two different things that I'm dealing with right here. 
like you as a business partner and then me as your mother are two very different roles. Because first of all, what? Your struggle is real with that one. Yeah, because like as a mom, I'm like, I would step in. Respect your elders. Well, no, I would. No, you're right. You would step in like in the conference that we Like I would be like, "Mm, uh, no. And then I also want you to, I don't want you to give her any more ammunition. And as a, like, as a business person, if you were just my business partner, I'd be like, have at it. Like, I don't care what you do. I do to extent, cause I don't want to lose a client, but like, it's, it's very different. What yes. I would do if it were, well, Kelly is not a good example, but like in past jobs, like what I allow, like what I'm like allowing and not allowing, but you know what I'm saying? Like what I am comfortable with is different than when, what I'm comfortable with you. And you know that. Yes. Yes. And I so, am very good at taking my cue of being kicked or pinched under the table. <laughs> I don't I still pinch her under the table. Like oh, if we're sitting God. beside each other, all of a sudden I'll put my hand on her leg and like give, <laughs> give her a squeeze. Quick pinch. It's her now cue. Now something happen. I, <laughs> I retract my previous statement. Because <laughs> you know the next pinch is under your arm. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, and then that's where we also, you either get the don't be my mom look or uh-huh. I say, hey, I'm sorry. Let's retract. Let's start yeah. over. And then that's when everyone who knows us gets uncomfortable or, and if, if we're in somewhere where they don't know that we're mother daughter, that's usually where I have to be like, I just want you to know we are mother daughter so that you don't think this is how we interact as business partners. Which is also her favorite thing when she runs out of things to say. Oh yeah. She's like, oh, yeah, this is my daughter. But to oh so she did that during our her parent <laughs> collaboration. She's like, oh yeah, this is my daughter. But we were talking about how kids can achieve great things. So I'm gonna take that one as a compliment. Yeah. That okay. was a compliment. Okay. I'm like like you, I said, this is my daughter. I mean, look, it was hard work, hard work. And then when everybody hears that, then they're finally, they'll call mom and I'll be like, they called my mom on me. And Kelly goes, don't worry, they called your mom on me too. <laughs> and then I usually get, I look so young. And then I usually add 10 years to my age. And uh-huh. then, you know, that just goes down the <laughs> scope of whatever. But I will say, I was very proud of you for the way you handled the whole situation because that could have went 100% a different way. And also, I think it's more telling in the fact that you just let it go versus her always trying to do. Yeah. I mean. Let me tell you all. So I know we've said stories about me being crouched down on the floor or in um, (laughs) – fetal position but my bot like her those bcba if anybody behaviorally listens to this that it is reflexive like my whole body started to shake yeah and i and like that's how much i was whole body shake see and i don't i honestly like i don't have well, I mean, this is probably like trauma response for me, but I don't have physical reactions to things like that. Like, I just don't. And my, my response, what? You talk more. 
Yeah, I do. I talk more or I just don't have a physical, like it's not an actual physical yeah. response to something. And I know it's real because that's the whole reason I am not a, like, I'm not a QSP is because Britt and I went to a, um, we were in Kansas visiting my sister-in-law and went to a conference for mental health professionals. And it was all about trauma, um, trauma response. And it was about a little boy who was in a coma Mm -hmm. and they had no way to identify like who had abused, like they knew who had abused him. It was like a stepfather or somebody, but they had no way, like they had no evidence. Yeah. Um, And the evidence ended up being the trauma response of the child in the coma responding to the smell of the clothes or the scent. And then his body, like it made his body, like his, brainwave everything so like your body does react in a very specific way mm-hmm. to trauma and it's just mine is yeah verbal diarrhea <laughs> <laughs> and i've been so i was also taught not to say anything like yeah well and she reminds me so much of the extension person i'm not gonna say oh it. my god <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's a whole episode of why you yeah. do the things you do. That is definitely has to trigger to my childhood and people in authoritative just not being supportive. That's what I'm going to say. Oh, my God. Yeah. So there was definitely a trauma response. Britt handled it really well um, compared to what she could have done. And I do think I handled it really well by not running out of the parking, out of the room. What, the parking lot? Mm-hmm. Just because if I'm not around you, I like whatever, you know, it'll happen. Okay. Okay, let's go to analyze that. So I want to talk about mom guilt. <laughs> okay. So as we have understood, I went up to Minnesota and I was gone for two days. That's not that big of a deal. Um my husband's still gone so that so my mother-in-law comes and stays with the boys and gets them to school and everything. Well, I was having serious mom guilt. Oh my gosh. Serious mom guilt and that's also what led to the I'm not going to Minnesota component because I was already feeling horrible. <laughs> You'd and already looked at how much it was going to cost to fly Huey with fly you. The, like- yeah, to fly them with me and stuff. So then <laughs> And then the my mom mother-in-law is like, well, can we take them over to the cousins with us this weekend? So I got home Thursday night and they go to school Friday and they were going to pick them up after school on Friday and go straight to um, the cousins. So my mom, Gil, selfishly was like, mm, I don't know. I have to think about it. Like, I don't know. That's like four five days in a row that I would not be with but them. They needed to let them go. I pulled it together. Amen. And I let them go, which was actually really good for my mental health. Right. Because I really did just get time to decompress. And they had a blast. Yeah. And we talked about that because that kind of plays into my motherly wisdom. Like you, well, I was originally going to go with something else. But sometimes you have to do thing like you have to be well a lot of times as a mother you have to be unselfish like 
it would have been, what would have happened is you just wanted them close to you because you're feeling anxious and feeling bad when reality is they just want to go and do things. That's why I let you move away from me. Wasn't that nice of me? (laughs) But yeah, sometimes like what we want obviously is not the same as what our children want. And we have to try to be unselfish and say, you know what? I think that's a great idea. I think you should do that. When we really just want to say, you know what? Why don't you just live in the backyard? I'll buy a camper and you can just stay there. Well, you bought the camper after I left. Yeah. Well, you're also about to do your house after I left. Yeah. But so, honestly, and the other time I had to do that was when Taylor had her accident and you wanted to stay home and I made you go to college. That's a whole nother. That was a whole big fiasco. But um, <laughs> but I would yeah. have loved to have you home. Like you could have been her chauffeur. You could have been the one that shaved her legs and gave her a bath. I got told I I cut her. I couldn't shave her legs anymore. Well, yeah. When when you're on blood thinner, you shouldn't do that. But I also was like, I, you need to try this as a child. Like you need to, you have to do it. It's so hard to being somebody who works and travels for work and like that time spent away and Cash is starting to do his, like I said, we're getting ready for their dad to come back. And he's starting to do the, why do you have to leave every month for work? And I'm like, ah, it's so frustrating. But I also know that I get to spend more time with them because of what I do. So the mom guilt and the working mom and the whole, there was TikTok because you know how much I love my TikToks, um, about like when a mom sits down on the couch and everything that goes through their head that they could be doing instead of sitting down on the couch. No. And I think too, um, people don't realize that I think it's actually the guilt is worse when you work from home because Mm -hmm. you, you know, the time you would have normally been at home with your kids is not the time that you actually can spend with your kids. And you have to still, um, plan as though your work day is your work day and, and try to compartmentalize, I think the duties of work versus parenting versus whatever but yeah you just have to sometimes you're gonna feel bad and you're just gonna have to let them go do whatever they want to do and just be supportive (sighs) it's hard it is okay okay (laughs) my grandma is cooler than your mom i was so cool this weekend what i'm just reading your notes how did I miss that? So one of Taylor's uh, friends is like, comes over to her and she's like, uh, one of the younger girls was there and she, uh, they know each other, obviously. She's like, can I smush a cupcake in the one girl's face? And Taylor's like, I guess, I don't care. And she did, which then created like this big cake debacle. And, and I just kept silent the whole entire time and did not say a word. The only time I stopped when your cousin's little boy, who is absolutely cute, but is a handful, like wound up like he was getting ready to throw the pitch at Wrigley Field with a cupcake in his hand. And I like stopped him like in mid throw, like it was going to be his shining moment. You could tell he was like poised to hit someone right in the middle of the forehead. And I would like put my hand right in front of his face and he stopped. But yes, 
I did not say a word. I just. <sighs> That's pretty good. I mean, the last cake fight that I remember is between Taylor and Kyler. <sighs> Idiots. I, the worst part about that cake fight was I was on Weight Watchers and I had saved up like 4,000 points and bought a special cake from this little bakery that is in the little town we're from. And all I wanted was that cake for my birthday. And Taylor smashed it at like in the end. And there is no stopping those two. Like my children as a whole, no, that's no, what is them. Yeah. No, no cues. You do not follow any social cue, verbal, nothing. A pinch on the leg is the only thing that stops you. And when we're talking about food, that doesn't even happen. No, uh, because the last time, one of the last times they were home, Britt broke Taylor's glasses by punching her in the face over a cookie. I like, did not punch my you arm. At, well, you were going to grab her, right? And it punched you. Yeah, and you hit, hit her glass. In, yeah, with your fist. She had me bent over. I think it was actually my elbow. Because she had me bent over trying to get it out of my hand. Which you've also punched me in the face and broke my glasses. That was an accident. And I was pretty sure dad was going to kill me then. And then you started. So so we were the only one that dad has been super mad at before. (laughs) We were watching the Super Bowl and the Steelers were playing. So this would have been 2006. So you would have been a junior. And I was like, she was sitting on the floor in front of me and I was in the chair and I was like poking at her and she just took her fist and like swung backwards and hit me right in the face. Hard, hard. Yeah, I remember you actually had to tell dad that it wasn't my fault. Yeah, (laughs) I remember that. Well, my nose was bleeding and my glasses were broken half. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) I tell people not to mess with you. Like you're little, but you're- I might be little, but don't mess. (laughs) Uh-huh. <laughs> okay okay what, what was your pee my pee yep. mm-hmm. um i think that the one company owner who irritated me saying that we were doing a really good job for the community that made me feel good that was good that wasn't just my pee i feel like that was good i need to tell our team that i haven't even told them that that yeah. was really good yeah that's awesome Mine would be, um, oh, holy Hannah. My peak would be the playground, maybe. Oh, yeah. Getting caught up on your um, TikTok. Uh, I know. I can ask me any question about Travis, Kelsey. I can, I got it for you. I'm like a pro now. (laughs) this this center is pretty cool uh what was your pit um probably that i missed hugh riding his bike without training wheels for the first time yeah like, i'm glad he did it but he's such a little oh my god oh. i'm like are you gonna ride him at home he's like no i did it once i don't need to do it again <laughs> yeah um what was yours um uh, my pit <laughs> Mm-hmm. your father being sick oh my god <laughs> and if something's really like <sighs> so needy <laughs> and you know what you don't have to tell me every five seconds that you're sick i still can hear you coughing sniffling <laughs> clearing your throat <laughs> making weird noises got it don't have to tell me <laughs> <laughs> 
I do love him though. He's a great guy. Great guy. <laughs> I don't think we've talked about when I drugged him. We have to talk about that in the next, ep- <laughs> the next episode. Right, that's definitely next one. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, let's wrap this up. We would love to hear from you. So check out our Facebook at, and then she said in our Instagram at, and then she said podcast. And remember, <laughs> I'm going to change it up, but I'm just going to go with the strength of the pack is the wolf and the strength of the wolf is pack. Going for That's that. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Survived another week. Yes. Yeah.